Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Mark Stuchowski Podcast, the show that's all about helping you perform at an optimum level. I am Mr. Productivity, and it is my obsession in life to teach you how to be the most productive version of you. And one of the ways I do that is by inviting you to grab my top five productivity tips. You can get them by going to my website, mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, Mr. Productivity.com. On the show today, Casey Lee. She is a fitness and nutrition expert. We're going to talk about how you can very simply get into better shape, not only physically, but also mentally. It's an incredible episode, lots of tips. So here's my interview with Casey Lee. Casey, welcome to the show. Hi, Mark. Pleasure to be here. Well, thank you for having me on your show not too long ago, back in June. And now here's July 17th. You're on my show. And we're going to be talking about fitness and wellness and nutrition. And and people may be saying, wait a minute, what's that got to do with productivity? If you don't think fitness and wellness and nutrition have things to do with productivity, you haven't been listening to me very long because it's got a lot to do with it. Absolutely. It is the foundation of our life. Yes, exactly. So before we get into the conversation and the meat, although I shouldn't use that word because I'm a vegetarian. Ironically. ironically, (laughs) uh, Why don't you take about 20 or 30 seconds, tell us who you are and what you do. Oh, 100%. So I'm Casey Lee. I'm a nutrition and fitness expert and remote coach. So I coach people all over the country to bring in food and fitness that build their lifestyle for full focus and content life. And what that means is, you know, if we wait too long to eat more hungry. We've waited too long. Like if we are having brain fog or we have that two thirty feeling that we're just tired, we're not eating enough or we're not eating the right stuff for our body or our brain. And, you know, content, meaning that we're enjoying the things that we're eating. We're enjoying our movement. We're enjoying, you know, the, the foundations of our life that really allow us to do everything that we're doing. And I know you're an avid runner, so I absolutely love it. That's your productivity foundation. And I know you're going to talk about it, Yeah. but those things really allow us to have the full life that we want. You know, it's interesting because a lot of people don't stop and think about their nutrition. They don't think mm-hmm. about their their wellness. And in September 2018, my wife and I have got Apple Watches. And if you're not familiar with an Apple Watch, it's primarily for, it's a health tool. And so it's got these three rings on it, which is nice. It's got a move ring, which you can set. Mine's set high for 900 because I run. And then you've got an exercise ring, so 30 minutes a day. And then a stand ring. They want you to stand 12 times a day. And I think... People need to understand you need to move. Like I always say, Jesus didn't take Uber. He walked everywhere. We were designed to walk and we were designed to work out. Now, if you are listening to this conversation with Casey and you've not worked out in years, don't just start running. Go see your doctor. Okay. But everyone should exercise. You need it because exercise, as I'm sure you're going to talk about, gets the blood moving. And then the third component is you got to stand. You know, now in 2020, this is July 17, 2020, we spend a lot of time sitting in front of our computer, especially now during COVID, staring at Zoom like you and I are, although people are listening to the audio version of this. <laughs> we don't get up and my watch will tell me every hour, hey, uh, it's time to stand because you're not, we're not meant to stand, uh, sit in front of a computer all the time. So I think we need to move. We need to exercise appropriately and we need to stand every day. And when you do that, you become healthier. So let's, let's talk about the move, exercise and stand mm-hmm. before we get into nutrition. 
Absolutely. So I love that you use the Apple Watch. That's your tool. I know you use it as a productivity tool and it allows you to really tailor your day to work for you. I think that's amazing. I have an Apple Watch. I choose not to wear it because it's my biggest distractor. Really? And I'm a, I, yeah, I'm a lifter too. So it gets in the way of my bar. So okay. I don't wear my Apple Watch and I find that I'm more productive. So it's very interesting. <laughs> you know, we talked on the Guilt Free Healthy Living podcast that everyone finds their own thing that works. Yep. And that is the true beauty of health and fitness. And when we talk about exercise, you know, we like to think of exercise as this punishment. It's something that we have to go gruel, grueling, dripping sweat, push ourselves through. And it doesn't have to be that way. It's what we enjoy. It's the activity that we enjoy. You enjoy running. I enjoy lifting and yoga. Some other people enjoy Zumba and cycling. I, you know, I'll throw CrossFit in there just out of respect. I'm not a CrossFit <laughs> person, but I'll throw it in there out of respect. That, you know, it's so amazing that movement in any capacity really, really has value to our body. And then the exercise component, the fitness component is just the activity that we enjoy doing. And a lot of that is finding our community too. It's Mm -hmm. a community of specifically group exercise classes or finding a coach that has you, you know, accountable and pushing forward in a goal that it doesn't just have to be yourself and, you know, throwing spaghetti at the wall and, you know, thinking that's doing something. It is, but it really doesn't allow us to move forward in continuing that journey. I agree with you. And I don't want to just blame this on COVID-19 because I have seen this and I'm probably sure you have the last three, four, five years. People are, they're not prioritizing moving. They're not prioritizing exercising. And so people go, well, I'm not doing as much because of COVID. No, you, were you doing it two years ago, four years ago, five years ago? The answer is probably no. And we like mm-hmm. to blame other people things or events. But the thing is, when's the last time you took a regular walk? I know some people, they walk their dog every day. The pooch likes to go for a walk. So maybe that's your exercise. Maybe you like going for a swim. You can't make excuses because the only person that's responsible for your physical health is you, nobody else. Mm -hmm. And like, like you said, maybe you don't want to run. You could walk, you can do my my mom did jazzercise for like a week back in nineteen. <laughs> Remember jazzercise? She used to do, do the videos on the v, VCR and oh, stuff like goodness. that. But the thing is, there's so many activities you can do. Yoga, mm-hmm. like you said, there is so many choices out there. But the, the body was designed to move. Sadly, I know people. There's a guy out there, and I, I think his name is Kyle. He's got no arms, no legs. He is more active than people with two arms and two legs. He is. He's mm-hmm. climbed mountains. He's played football. He's wrestling. Do you know what I'm talking about, Kyle? I want to say Kyle Menard. I think his name is. I, I think I've seen him. Yeah. You, you look at him. It's like, look how how uh, physically fit he is. He's got mm-hmm. no arms and no legs. And there are people with arms and legs, and they're like, they got these big. Uh, well, I don't want to say beer belly. Maybe it's a donut belly. Maybe it's a processed foods belly. Whatever. So oh, I love my beer. Careful on that one. I love my beer. Well, you probably don't have a beer belly, though. I'm talking about the <laughs> no. people who have a beer belly. So the the, the, the deal is people are, are making excuses when this guy with no arms and no legs is really hardcore physically fit. So I don't want to hear excuses while I'm in a wheelchair or I'm old. I'm like, you know what? There's things you can do, again, appropriately 
we don't want to get you better health or worse health, but don't, don't blame the fact that your age or because of this, that, and the other thing, take responsibility for your health. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And they're, they're mental blocks that yes, you know, Mark, you are an incredible runner. You run every single day. That's not my jam. Like I, if I even think about running my back and my hips hurt, <laughs> like it just doesn't happen. But you put a barbell in my hand, I'll go all day. And I so won't, I'll go and I'll go for a run. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, you know, every person has their journey. Every person has their blocks and their things that they have put in the way or other people have put in their way that they have to really, and to use a word, from a life coach, I know they have to take command of that. Um, if you know, Paul Gowan, um, he really focuses on taking command of your life, not taking control of it, not overriding it. It is taking command of it and really saying that this is what I want for my life. And everyone has their own journey. Everyone has their own timetable on that. And, you know, it's a journey of getting started And then what happens tomorrow? What happens the day after? And it's funny that you mentioned COVID because I have seen so many people starting an exercise routine in COVID. And it's even brought up the question of, do we even need gyms? People are working out at home. They're going for runs. They're going for walks. They're not in Arizona at this point. We're at about 116. Um, But, you know, the question of, do we need gyms? And of course we need gyms because those people that, like me, the gym is a sacred place. It is the mindset. It is the drive. It is the element that I just can't get at home. So it has its place. And there are other people that, you know, are thriving at the at-home workouts. It's flexible within their schedule. They don't have to drive. They don't have to worry about, you know, shower time or being in the gym with other people that that's really where they thrive. And that's the beauty of exercise. That's the beauty of fitness that we each have our own journey. We each have our own blocks that we need to break through. And then we each have our own path of exercise that we enjoy and fuels our body and our life. Let's talk for a moment about mindset, because I believe Mm -hmm. that if you have the attitude like, oh, I have to go running or, oh, I have to go to the gym. Or even if you get off the couch and like, oh, I'm so old. You're telling your body that you're 195 years old. And I th- I'm i not saying you're not, you're not feeling the pain. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is like, okay, instead of saying, oh, I have to run. You say, I get to run. I wake up every morning and if it's raining, I get really stressed. You can ask my wife. I get really stressed because I like running first thing in the morning. I get up at 5 a.m., seven days a week. And I used to go running at 5 o'clock, but there's some really weird people out of 5 o'clock in the morning. So for my mm-hmm. safety, I started going at 6. But now because it's you know, like July 17th, now it's getting lighter. It's getting lighter later. That's what I was trying to say. That I, w- I wait until it starts getting a little lighter before I start going running. But I love going running. It's a part of my day. But I see so many people, they they look at it the wrong way. Oh, I have to go for my swim. Oh, I take my bike ride. No, you need to look at it positively because if you really don't want to go for a run like you, Casey, then mm-hmm. don't go find an activity like lifting weights. Because if you find mm-hmm. the activity that you love to do, you're not going to go, oh, I have to work out today. You're like, great, I get to work out again. And so find the activity that's going to match your mindset. I'm sure you would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, 
it's not like we don't all get those feelings. Like there are just those days where it's not happening. Like there, there are those, I know you are not about that. You're like, I'm going to go run anyway. Well, I got but a there- streak going on at like <laughs> 1,054 days. There's no way I'm taking a day off and starting over at one. That's not going to happen. Oh gosh, no, no, <laughs> that's an incredible streak. And cheers to that. But like you said, the words that we tell ourselves truly, truly matter. And I just had a new tool come out this week, the Mindset Reset, that's all about that, you know, recognizing where we are, the words that we tell ourselves that impact our life, and then envisioning what we want for our life. Because truly, the difference between where we are and where we want to be starts with our mindset. Mm-hmm. So I challenge my audience, and I'm going to challenge your audience if you don't mind, no, that the next, <laughs> the next three days... The first thought when you wake up is going to be, I slept great. No matter what, if you woke up 12 times that night, if you, you know, had to pee, had to go get food, whatever, say, I slept great and just see how that makes your body feel. And I know I I am a nutrition and fitness person talking about mindset right now, and it seems a little skewed, but it (laughs) truly is the starting point of the words that we tell ourselves. And sometimes we don't realize it. Mm -hmm. And the biggest lie that we tell ourselves is everything I think is true. It is the biggest lie that we tell ourselves (laughs) because it's so not true. We have this monster voice inside of our head that tells us we want to sleep in, that tells us that we want something greasy that tells us that we have to go running. It's all of these lies that kind of rack up in our brain and, you know, sifting through those. And it's, and we've talked about self care, uh, you and I, Mark, and how, you know, all the pampering and everything, but truly getting down into the words that we say to ourselves, our thoughts, and, you know, how that empowers us is self care, mm-hmm. going through that grit work and that, that, really tough work to get through those roadblocks. Those are self-care just the same. Yes, I, I agree with you. There's two things I do when I wake up. The first thing I do when I wake up is I make my bed mm-hmm. because then I've already gotten yep. something done. And then I'm like, okay, great. What do I have to do next? I always do the same thing. After I take the bio break, read my Bible, read some devotions. Mm-hmm. I actually do uh, the Brendan Burchard High Performance Planner. So I go in the mind, morning mindset. So I set my intention for the day. And then once the light gets a little lighter outside, I go for my run. Now, here's the key about me running every day, okay? I listen to my body. So because I run every day, I only run about three, three and a half miles. I can't run six, 12, 15 miles because then I, I burn out. And so I listen to my body. Some days I run fast. Some days I run slow. And I use my Apple Watch because I run for 30 minutes. I run for 30. When that when that exercise ring says it's closed, I'm done. Now, I have an, a, a trail, uh, not a trail, but a an area I run in my neighborhood that's four, four laps, and it's it's 30 minutes. I'm not trying to impress anyone because I feel if you start getting into the numbers, what's your pace, how long you run, mm-hmm. how far you run, then you're gonna you're you're not gonna do it for the joy. And I'm sure you lift for, for joy. I run That's if you're for training joy. for something. Right. Yeah. That's right. if you're training for something. Right. But I run for the joy of it. And I do run like that you mentioned how hot it is in there in Arizona. Right now it's uh <laughs> it's eighty nine here in Houston, but we're gonna be at a heat index hundred and fifteen this afternoon or something crazy number mm-hmm. like that. So I run at six fifteen in the morning when it's cool air quotes here cool <laughs> but i don't make excuses now the days i remember a couple days last year it rained and i decided i'll run in the house right mm-hmm. confused the dog 
Because what, what's course. dad running up and down? But I didn't. <laughs> I, it actually hurt my knees because I run down the hallway, run around the couch, and I'm like, mm-hmm. so I was like, you know what? Next time it rains, I'm gonna go out in the rain. You know, it's a lot easier. Yes, I get sweaty when I run anyway, so who cares? I, I'm just gonna go out unless it's like thunder and lightning. I'm not that stupid, but I'm gonna go out in the run in the rain because for me, it's better on my body. It sounds mm-hmm. easy to run in the air conditioned home, but if you got a small area, you're putting that stress on the knees when you, every time you turn yep. around the couch. And I'm like, you know what? It's better to get soaking wet, go outside. And so my, my point through all this stuff is it is about mindset. It is about doing the exercise that you want to do that you like to do. And here's the thing. I know it's going to be shocking to people. You could do a different exercise every day. You don't do the mm-hmm. same thing like I do every day. You can like run one day, then you can walk and then ride a bike and go swimming, play water polo, whatever the case may be. Yes, I know water polo is in the pool. Just go with me here. But you can do something different all the time. You don't have to do the same thing every day. So if variety is truly the spice of life for you, then by all means do that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's that's the piece that it's your individual journey. Like you said, it's not about anyone else. It's not about you know your wife, your friend, your you know, your dogs, who cares what they want to do? They want to go for a walk. That's, that's very clear, but it's not about anyone else. It's your personal journey, what you enjoy, what fuels you. It really, really is a personal growth journey when we are building in nutrition and fitness factors and starting with that mindset. Love it. Well, let's transition over to nutrition because as I shared with you, um, (laughs) let me open up my, uh, my streaks app here. So 201 days, since I've had any meat, uh, I haven't had soda in 306 days. Now, I did that as a productivity test because I heard, going back to the no soda, that when you have anything other than water, your body ex- has to expand energy, expend energy to break it down. Mm-hmm. So soda, coffee, tea, whatever. When you have water, the body goes, oh, I know what to do with this. And I have, I, I admit, I'm a, I'm a water snob now. I only like certain kind of waters. I'm, I'm like a snob, but I freely limit that. And then four days before Thanksgiving, I decided on the, on the spur of the moment, I'm going to go vegetarian. And my wife goes, where'd that come from? I said, oh, I just want to try it. And, and so I did slip up. I had turkey for Thanksgiving and I had ham for Christmas. And then two days later, we went and I had lasagna at uh, Olive Garden. But since December 27th, I've not had meat. Now, I feel great. Not only drinking water or sports, uh, sugar-free sports drinks or, and being vegetarian, I feel great. And I always tell people who listen to my shows or if I'm going to guess like your show, I always tell it works for me. Now, this may not work for you. Okay. It was a little transition. You know, I like the meat pizzas and stuff like that, but there's a lot of meat substitutes out there. I think what you need to do is figure out what works best for you. I know for a fact that the standard American diet, sad, that's, pretty that says it all right there you know you eat mcdonald's for breakfast lunch and dinner and you have cupcakes and ho-hos and ice cream that's not good for you in any culture anywhere in the world your body doesn't want all that because it's got to take so much energy to find out where are the nutrients in this big mac or this whopper okay and if you're cooking really good food as i'm sure you're going to talk about in a few minutes your body wants that that's the stuff the body wants Mm -hmm. it wants the, the vegetables and the fruits. It doesn't want your tongue and the bacteria in your body that wants the, the cupcakes. And I heard one of my guests said, if you can change your diet for like, I think 30 days or six months, whatever it is, then your gut bacteria changes. And so you won't mm-hmm. be craving the donuts anymore. You'll be craving, oh, I want an apple or I want some almonds. So what are your thoughts on nutrition? 
Yeah, so that was a lot. So let me break so I, that. I, I tend let to talk a lot. Let me break that all down. <laughs> <laughs> so absolutely, you're right. What works for, you know, Casey, what works for Mark is not going to work for anyone else. And I always like to say that if you are looking at a coach that says, this works, this eating pattern works for me, this fitness pattern works for me, just do exactly what I do. Run as far as you can from that coach <laughs> because they are they don't have your best intentions of your lifestyle at heart. They're not going to listen to you and they're not going to be able to repeat back what you're saying to mm. them. So that's the first thought I had. Um, the second thought is about water and drinks and other things. I'm a coffee person. I drink decaf coffee because the caffeine does not agree with me. Like I will not sleep. <laughs> so I completely have taken out caffeine. I have completely organic kombucha if I'm, you know, craving something that's not water, but I want something so healthy. I have not touched soda in I don't know how many years. I can't remember the last time I drove through a fast food place. And so, but it does happen, like road trips and things mm-hmm. like that. It happens. But it really is about finding the right eating pattern for you. And it's not necessarily looking for, you know, the Mediterranean diet or the dash diet or any, like they have their place, but really when it's about fueling your body and being focused, it's about finding those foods that really, really add value to your life. And I I think it's really funny that you talk about water and the, the recommendations and the typical American diet, because if you look at the food pyramid that we have, Water has never been on it (laughs) and it will never be on it because there is nobody lobbying for water to be on it. And I'm going going on record saying that, (laughs) that nobody is lobbying for water to be a recommendation in our diet. And how just absolutely ludicrous is that? So when it comes to the recommendations that we have, they're kind of guidelines. They're kind of like over (laughs) here. In, you know, this corner, sit down, stay quiet, you know, and build your own, like try things like it really is incredible for your mindset and your kitchen. If you just pick up a new vegetable and try that. And, you know, I've been watching a lot of Queer Eye on Netflix and like Anthony is incredible. And the, the simplicities of the way that he cooks are really the simplicities in the way that I cook that we can cook with no oil, that we can cook with fresh vegetables and make them taste delicious and have real flavorful foods when we're working with herbs and spices and seasonings instead of oils and, you know, sugar and butter and all of these other things, we can make our food really, really tasteful. And you were talking about the microbiomes that are in our gut and how they change. And it's absolutely true. They change within about 30 days. So they start to kind of even out. And the biggest way, I'm, I'm going to say it, the biggest way to see how your gut microbiomes are doing is through your digestive system. So if you are backed up, if you are flowing free, too freely, <laughs> if it's just, if it's a complete mess in the bathroom, that's telling us that our food is not on point for our life. Mm. And that's where we start to, to make those changes. And then when we start evening out, we're not, we're not backed up. We're not flowing. It really makes a difference in our life and how we feel. And that's our biggest uh, tell that mm-hmm. things are going right or wrong. Um, and then when we're cooking in the kitchen, you know, making it really simple and making it fun that it doesn't have to be crazy. You know, if I turn on my oven, how many things can I fit in my oven at one time that take roughly about the same time? You know, Mm. a pan of chicken, a pan of roasted vegetables, you know, uh, 
chickpeas, like all of these wonderful, wonderful foods that we have on our earth that really fuel our body. And it doesn't mean that we don't eat the cupcake. That doesn't mean that we don't eat the donut. It just means that we make the next right choice for Mm. our body. Yeah. And that's the most the most incredible thing about it. Well, I could tell you from my personal experience that, you know, Tim Ferriss talks about the slow carb diet, which means you have one cheat day a week. My problem is, is that would blend over to two and then the three days mm-hmm. and then the four days. And so now what I've gotten my, 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 when my wife goes shopping, I tell her, get me a little pint of ice cream. I don't care if it's 12 times the expense of a gallon. I know me and ice cream. I said one pint, I can eat it one sitting. It's done for a week. So mm-hmm. what I've been doing is trying to eat a lot of fruits and vegetables, my plant-based uh, you know, meat, mm-hmm. um, whatever. And then on Fridays, I get to have this pint of ice cream. I don't have cookies in the house. I have like muscle milk because that's sugar-free. I've got protein mm-hmm. bars because they're low sugar and high protein. And because one of my doctors told me a long time ago, if it's not in the house, you're not going to get in your car. Drive the store and buy the cookies. Mm-hmm. You're going to go and eat what's in your house. So I have like raw carrots. I like baby raw carrots and all this other stuff. So I think you could go a long way by having good stuff in your house readily available. That way you don't get tempted because let's face it, you go raw carrots, hmm, chocolate chip ice cream. What do you think you're going to pick? But if there is no chocolate chip, chocolate chip, chocolate chip ice cream there, you're going to have the, the carrots. And so that's what I do. But it's, what's interesting is there's so many fast food restaurants around the world. When I was a kid, I got to go out to eat at McDonald's once a month. Once a month. That was it. I mean, it was a very special occasion. Once a month. Now people are literally eating out for every meal, for snacks. And you look at their belly. I mean, I have a little belly on me. And I know that's from all the sweets. Now, I've lost a lot of weight in the last couple of weeks because I said, look it. I have to take control because you meant you said take command earlier. Mm-hmm. I have to take command of this. I'm like, okay. So I gave up. I have the one pint of ice cream on a Friday. In just two weeks, I've dropped four pounds. Why? I'm eating a lot of fruits and vegetables, and I'm not eating as much because when you eat more wholesome foods, and because the processed food doesn't really fill you up, and you eat more because your your body's hungry. When you eat better food, I find that I'm not as hungry anymore. And I think people, you need to understand that you take command of your diet. And I'm not saying throw away your food. I'm just saying when you start going out and shopping to replace the food, then look for healthier alternatives. Are you eating more fruit? Are you eating more vegetables? I heard that even if you don't want to go vegetarian like me, then most of your plate should be fruits and, or, sorry, should be green, should be vegetables. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are not doing that. They're, they're eating so much processed foods, like, you know, pretzels and, 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 um, you know, potato chips, which is not bad. But when you eat them every single night, for like big bowls of this stuff, that's not good for your body. And think about what it's doing to your 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 arteries and everything else. And so, I'm 55, like I said, and I, I want to take care of myself. I'm I'm aiming for triple digits, and the only way I'm going to make it there is by taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a lot to say about habit in that we get really, really rooted in habits of our grocery list and you know what we like to eat and what we reach towards. That's really a matter of habit. So when we're starting to break those habits and we're starting to have that growth, like there's uh, you, I'm so glad you changed that word control to command because control inherently has guilt that I have to control myself. I have to control what I'm consuming. Like it's inherently rooted in guilt because we say that what 
that's when we start labeling things good and bad, healthy, unhealthy. It's just food. It really is just food and what we choose to go towards or what we gravitate towards. And that's where that habit comes in. So really having grace. And when people are breaking these habits, there's a lot of don't know. And it can cause stress on us too Mm -hmm. that, you know, we decide abruptly that we're going to make this change, but we don't quite have the information to do it. We never had it done for us. You know, our parents never ate that way or, you know, our friends never eat that way. So where do we look to get that information? And that can really be a, a trigger and really be a roadblock for some people to branch out. Um, and that's why I say just try getting one new vegetable or one new fruit and try that and do that every week because then we're going to find, you know, the ones that we find really flavorful and that we really enjoy and the things that we don't. There, of course, there are fruits and vegetables that some of us like and some of us don't like. Mm-hmm. Taste, personal flavor. But when we start to do that, we start breaking it down slowly to where we're not feeling this complete abrupt change. We're feeling this slow gravitational. I like this. I also talk about how a weight loss journey is great. But if the weight loss is the focus, that will not lead to a guilt-free life. When we focus on a guilt-free life, the weight loss will come with it. I will tell you there's two vegetables out there that I cannot eat. Um broccoli and cauliflower. They're they're um what what do they call their favorites? They they're what's the name of their uh, I can't think what they're what kind of vegetable they're called. But I don't I don't like the taste. I don't like the texture mm-hmm. of them. But that's okay. They're not the yeah. only vegetables out there in the world. I just I've tried them. My wife tried cook them. Defi- I just don't like them. I just, just don't like them. And that there's nothing wrong with that. It's okay. Nope. So if you're a broccoli or cauliflower lover, don't don't send hate mail. I it's not against you. Oh, just, I'm one so. of those. I love it. But again, that's my taste and my flavor and how I roast them and how I season them. <laughs> it's nothing about you. Like I'm a person that you can keep your cauliflower crust pizza. Like I, I won't do that. I like full, <laughs> full crust pizza, but I know when I'm eating it and I make it myself. So that inherently has a difference too. Um, when we're making it at home as opposed to ordering it out. And, you yeah. know, it's ironic right now because eating out during COVID is supporting local business. And yep. I, I love that as a business <laughs> owner. That's incredible to hear. But it's also, like you said, it's kind of an excuse that yeah. we're not going to cook at home yeah. or we don't want to do dishes or just the responsibility in general that absolutely support, support local business, but also have that comfort in your own kitchen. Yeah. I will tell you that since I have gone vegetarian, I have been more open to trying new things. Before I was hot dogs, french fries, hamburgers, french fries, pizza. I was a same same food week in and week out. Now I'm like, okay, well, I can't have meat pizza, but you know, I'm trying different brands. I I've mm-hmm. never been one to try burritos. Um, there's a company called Sweet Earth. They, they make vegan breakfast burritos, and I'm like, I tried it, loved it. And mm-hmm. had I not been uh, a vegetarian, I would be eating the same foods that I've been eating my entire life. And so if one thing, the good thing came out of this is I'm trying new things now. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. let me try it. I mean, I had, I never liked margarita pizza before. 
<laughs> now I like margarita because I never tried it. I'm like, I just wanted pepperoni and sausage mm-hmm. and all this stuff. I'm like, let me try it. Oh, this is good. I'm like, wow, I'm mm-hmm. trying new things. And like you said, try new things. You'll like some, you'll hate some. Some are like, eh, it's okay. But you won't know until you try. You can't look at a food and go, well, I like that one. You have to try it. And so I love that suggestion to, mm-hmm. to the listener. Hey, listen, try one new food a week. Just mm-hmm. Maybe a recipe, maybe a fruit, maybe a vegetable. Try something new every week, and then you're going to expand. Because I've heard someone said, we basically eat the same seven meals. If you look mm-hmm. back at your life, you some some probably seven to ten meals, you eat the same ones. Chicken, fried different ways. Steak, fried different or cooked different ways. And so just mm-hmm. try something new because there's lots and lots of food out there that you may love. But if you're not willing to step out of your comfort zone and try it, you're never going to know what you're missing. And so I'm experimenting with things. I'm like, well, this is pretty good. Never would have tried it. So mm-hmm. I love that. If, if you get nothing else, listen, that's what I took <laughs> out of this whole conversation with Casey is try new things. Just mm-hmm. try new things because you're never going to know. I'll give you the last word. Yeah. No, our comfort zone is inherently a roadblock. Like <laughs> it, it is inherently a roadblock in our life. And once we recognize that it is a roadblock and start to do that deep work and really investigating who we are, who we, what we want and who we want to be, then we start breaking down that roadblock and we start getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. And you know, that one vegetable a week, that one fruit a week, it's not costly. And you might find your new favorite vegetable or favorite fruit. It's it's really incredible when it happens that you have no idea and then you start to get that that freckle of an idea <laughs> and you know it starts to build and we start to get comfortable with it and then we're rocking and rolling and it give yourself some grace. It takes a couple weeks if we're doing it that way one at a time. But then when we there will be a click moment that we're like, I get it now. That this this is it, and we're rocking forward. Freckle of an idea. I've never heard that phrase before. Freckle of an idea. I yes, love that. It's, it's ever so small, but we all see it. <laughs> you know, I got to start putting that in my my vocabulary. I love that. Freckle <laughs> of an idea. I've never heard that before. So thank you for sharing that I with us. I couldn't tell you where I heard that, but <laughs> it's a phrase I use. Well, I'm going to write that down. Freckle, because <laughs> I'm going to forget it. I'm going to use that around the house of an idea. Okay. Well, Casey, this has been super fun. Thank you for being on the show. Where can we find out more about you online? Absolutely. It's always a pleasure talking to you, Mark. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Casey Fitness or Casey Lee or the Casey Fitness website. Now, Casey is spelled a little bit differently. It is. It is K-A-C-E-E. And I love that because everyone spells it K or C-A-S-E-Y, mm-hmm. and your parents decided to spell it some way different, and that's pretty cool. I, so. I like to think so. They're they're pretty cool people. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure mom and dad listen. Hi, mom and dad. Um, oh, oh for sure. <laughs> okay. So, Casey, thank you so much. This is an absolute delight having you on the show. And uh, listen, like I always tell you, just... Don't overwhelm yourself. Just take one thing mm-hmm. that Casey s- suggested. Try one thing new. I'm not telling you what she's do, but maybe try one thing <laughs> new each week and just implement it. And the and recap. Then, yeah, the recap. Um, so just take one thing and just do it. Because if you just listen to podcasts and go, oh, it's nice and don't do anything, well, then you've wasted you know, 30, 30 minutes or so. But if you try something, your life could be much better. So Casey, thank you so much for being on the show. My pleasure. Always great talking to you, Mark.
And just before we go, don't forget to head on over to my website, mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com, and pick up my top five productivity tips absolutely free. It's my gift to you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski podcast. Until we meet again, my friend, go be productive.